Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. You're telling me other owners are making moves out here, and it's not David Tepper right now. We're still doing the interview process, requesting interviews, and your boy Alec Peters is moving on, but not here to Carolina, Wes. As you wear the San Francisco jumpsuit, you're saying good riddance to <laughs> Alec Peters as he is going to be Get the, down new G- lay down, yeah, baby. the new GM of Washington. I heard smoke coming in as we were transitioning into the Wesson Walker show from Charlotte Sports Today with Willie P. hosting that it looks like it's all said and done. Not officially, but it looks like Ben Johnson is going to go to Washington. And so that's where we start, Wesson Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. We appreciate you listening to us. As always, in the middays, and we want to hear from you, 704-570-9610. That's the number for the text line. One more time, 704-570-9610. If you're Carolina and you don't have a real shot at Ben Johnson, if it's going to happen such as it is reported, how are you feeling if you lose out on Ben Johnson? You still like all the other candidates in this pool? Um, well, we talked about the other day how deep this class of coaches is. And, you know, you lose out on your top guy. And you knew there was a possibility just because you have so much competition. I mean, there are a lot of openings, more than most years, uh, in my opinion. So there were so many teams with so much more to offer. And for an NFL head coaching job, like I said, we know that these teams, most teams, most uh, eras of coaches now last about a year and a half if you're unsuccessful. So you got to make sure you make the right decision. If you want to be a guy, you want to be a legend, you want to be the next this or the next that, then you got to be a guy that makes the right decision. And so uh, Ben Johnson does go to Washington. He has an opportunity to draft a quarterback that's going to make or break his future, plain and simple. If Carolina was sitting there with the number one pick, there'd be no question that they would be a very desirable location for that aspect, but they're not. And so uh, for a guy like Ben Johnson, he's looking at that saying, hey, I get to start uh, with a fresh, you know, fresh surface like a painter. And I get my guy in the top three this year, whether it's going to be Jaden Daniels or Drake May or whoever that may be, whoever he likes, then uh, that's what he's going to do. And so um, it makes sense to me. But yeah. for Carolina, it's not not ideal. When we go with the most coveted jobs, the most attractive jobs, where does Washington rank for you? And if you wanted to get specific with it. How big is the gap between Washington and Carolina right now? Well, I would, just off the top of my head, I would consider Washington a middle-of-the-pack job as far as what's available. But the fact that there are tools there as far as defensively, you've got some pieces. Offensively, you got those receivers. And then you have... But you got an opportunity to go get mm-hmm. your guy. And this is supposed to be a draft with the quote-unquote franchise, generational mm-hmm. type of prospects. And so you've got a chance to get one of those guys or... You know, there's still a lot of different ways to do it. If you want to, I mean, I would think for Washington it's going to be quarterback. But if you decided to say, hey, let me go get Justin Fields from Chicago, 
which is probably going to require a first-round pick anyway. But if you say, hey, I want to go do that and draft something else at that third selection, you could do that too. But I think it's going to be a quarterback more than likely for uh, Washington. We have different emotions on the text line. 704, we're screwed again. We will get a third-tier retread. Winless Wahoo writes in, once again, we missed the boat and we'll probably hire some clown who will be gone in a year or two, like (laughs) Kellen Moore, for instance, already calling people out. And Kellen Moore, I believe, is the odds-on favorite, according to Vegas, to get this job. So Kellen Moore in the news last year, once again this year. Stanford P writes this in, is this the beginning of a humbling and embarrassing coaching search? I feel like this is going to get bad. By the way, Sam Howell, Drake May, going to be on the same roster with Ben Johnson. Also a Tar Heel. So you're going to have your head coach, if it plays out such as it is being reported, alongside Drake May, Sam Howe being your backup. I would imagine maybe you trade Sam Howe. That would be pretty wild. Lots of Tar Heels. Your favorite team, Washington. Also stealing. <laughs> but I mean, if, 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 if you do have Sam Howe, I mean, why would you trade him? I mean, he looks to me after the season that he had, he looks like, and I'm not saying it disparagingly i'm just saying he looks like a guy that's going to be a quality backup and he's young so why wouldn't you keep him because maybe other people think he could be a starter and then they're willing to pay you starter assets like a born every day that's You're right. right about that baby that's right so <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why they, yeah that was funny to me yeah i see so, you looking at fitty did you think he was gonna no, I didn't know. I was just looking at Fiddy because I'm just looking at his beautiful face over there. He's feeling down a little bit. He said that he's not in the mood to be social today. Yeah. And so I'm trying to bring yeah. him out here. I'm trying to see what he's got for us today. Are you excited to see Washington become Chapel Hill North in our nation's capital? Um, no, because they're in the same division as the Cowboys. And it's not fun mm. wanting to see your former quarterback get sacked, throw interceptions, lose football games. And I had to do that twice with Sam Howell this year, once in person, and then on Sunday, while we were rooting to, while we were trying to get the number two seed. So I've always wanted Sam to be in Minnesota. If Kirk Cousins moves on, they're going to need a quarterback, and I think Howell would thrive in that Kevin O'Connell offense. All right, so hey, actually, wouldn't it be great if Drake May got drafted to Washington at two? They have the second pick, and he just lights up the Cowboys and just plays just outrageous. I mean, I would love to see how quickly Fiddy would turn on him. Well, I don't know what he would do. Oh, no, no, he's turning on Drake, I would turn. He'd turn on it. Yeah, wait, once you leave college, my allegiance to you is no longer... Fiddy's a lot like me. No, but I but hold on. I, I know that. But with Fiddy, he's such a wild card in that he's willing to drop his Cowboys in order to go... <laughs> Pull for Aaron Rodgers. I just added the Jets to my fandom. But you did talk about how the Jets were going to even be more important than the Cowboys. You know, look, we all have, we all get low in life, okay? And we all go through the valley. But thus, thus is the wild card that you are. That's why I I never know. You're the Joker of fans, but Fitty's a lot like me. If you beat his team for high stakes, he's going to hate you. That's always been the rule in my book. So if there comes down to a division game, division championship game. Washington and Dallas, and Drake May comes out and goes nuclear, 350, four tutties. Oh, he'll be calling but, him every name in the book. That's true. But, Wes, unlike you, I don't know who his team is 100% of the time. He oh might my. change it. It's, it's the team I tweet about all day, every day, for three hours on Sunday. Do I tweet about the Jets? You used to talk about him a lot on you this You did. Platform. You were pretty yeah, high on him in the do. hard knocks era. <laughs> you were uh, you were a jet. And then Rodgers got hurt, and, you know, it all went, it, it, it all went to hell. But, you know, look – it was just, you know, to show theatrics. Y'all forced me mm. to be this character that I'm not really want to be on the air. And yeah. it's the things I do for the Wes and Walker show. 
<laughs> Did we ask for you to do that? I don't yeah. think it's yeah. all right. We I remember it sound that. Like we just had him back there behind the board, just beating the crap out of him to force him to do Pull it. Pull for the Jets. Yeah. Come on. Pull, Pull for, for that Rogers. punk Aaron Rodgers. Yep. I actually wanted to really do this segment, and I hope we're not running out of time, but we have a game day dubs Panthers twist on wild card weekend edition. Mm-hmm. So can we pull up to the scene in time? Can you get us there, Mr. Bus Driver? Can you press on the gas? Open up the doors. Do it. Do it. Press on the gas. You look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! The who, the what, the when, the where, the why. We're putting a Panthers twist on Wild Card Weekend Edition because, well, Wes, we don't have a game with the Carolina Panthers organization this weekend. They weren't even close to getting to the playoffs. But we can still talk about them and compare them to some of the teams that did get to the postseason. The who. Who is the biggest one-that-got-away figure participating this weekend? So we have a few to choose from. C.J. Stroud, I think, would be the most popular choice. But I'm going to go with D'Amico Ryans as the biggest one that got away. Just because it seemed like Bryce Young was always going to be the pick for whoever got the number one overall selection. We've had this discussion quite a bit. Whether it was Houston, if they were going to be the ones that traded up to number one with Chicago, Bryce Young would have been that selection. Carolina eventually does it, and Bryce Young eventually separated himself from C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson to the point where Bryce Young was going to be the selection. Sure, you could put C.J. Stroud number one pretty easily by saying, if Houston does go get the top spot, then C.J. Stroud falls to Carolina. Perhaps that's how you say C.J. Stroud is the ultimate guy that got away. I don't think that he was ever going to go, David Tepper was ever going to go with the defensive mind. Yeah. But I do feel like D'Amico Ryan's really improving that defense with Houston and then hiring a Bobby Slowick that could have been that offensive mind that really helps Houston get to the actual postseason. Mm-hmm. Everything went right for them. Yeah. Everything did. And I'm going to go to the highest top authority that allows everything else to fall in place. At least that was a new addition last year for Houston. And for me, I'm looking at D'Amico Ryans as the thing that got away that I would have loved to have had here in Carolina. Well, I mean, you took two of the choices I could have had uh, discussing through them. I only took D'Amico. I guess I got a, you said D'Amico and CJ. CJ is obvious. You're like, CJ is obvious. You think I I revealed that? (laughs) Everybody knows CJ is number one. Well, I would have liked to have had the option, but I'll go a different way. Thankfully, I'm quick on my toes, and Panther fans probably won't like this, but I'll choose to go with Baker Mayfield. Okay, with the way that he's playing, over 4,000 yards passing, 28 touchdowns, led the Buccaneers to their third straight division title. And I'll just say that uh, maybe, and and I'm not saying he would have put up these type of numbers. I'm just living in a hypothetical world. But maybe if a little bit more patience was there, Baker Mayfield would have been there. Or you would have been bad enough to have had all of the draft capital that you now don't have. And the situation may have been a little bit more different. So I'll go, I'll go with Baker Mayfield. He didn't get away. We let him go away, though. I mean, you can let let people go away and regret it later. I'm sure there might be women in your life or people out there on the text line that have girlfriend. I'm saying people. (laughs) I'm just saying people out there on the text line that have had women or men or whomever that they let go that they regretted doing so. I mean, a guy goes and throws for four bands and 28 touchdowns and wins a division title. I think you'd regret just a little bit, maybe thinking about what if. I'm good on that. 
Give me Domingo. <laughs> but Baker did have a really good year, though, no doubt about it. All right, let's go to the what. What are you most jealous of as a Panthers fan? Perhaps you could go the same route here. Maybe it's a little similar to the who. But I'm going to go with the L.A. Rams. That's what I'm most jealous of, and here's why. Because they didn't have any picks that they were working with either. And they were going to a different era from what they had with the Super Bowl run where OBJ gets hurt in the Super Bowl, Cooper Cup is actually still battling injuries, and yet somehow they're still able to get to a wild card spot after like a 3-6 and six start to the season. Here's what I'm jealous of. It's the fact that the Rams didn't have a lot of draft selections they were working with because they abided by the F them picks mantra, and yet here they still are because they hit on some of the picks that they actually had. Cooper Cup, third-round receiver, hit on him. Puka Nakua, comes in as a fifth-round wide receiver nice. and sets the rookie receiving record nice. for receptions yeah. and yards. Like, both of those categories. And even if you only give them one more game like you did in a 17-game season compared to Anquan Boldens and receivers of that nature, he only needed, like, 40 yards to break the record. He was still doing it in a 16-game sample size. Let's not even forget to mention the fact that Matthew Stafford picked the Rams over the Panthers. We can go back to when Carolina was looking for that quarterback. And Adam Schefter reported that the Panthers were willing to give more than L.A. was to Detroit in order to go get Matthew Stafford as their QB. But Matthew Stafford didn't want to come to Carolina. And Detroit decided to do a solid for Matthew Stafford and say, you know what, we're not going to send you to that organization because you don't want to go play there. We totally get it. We want to do right by you. You want to go to the Rams? Cool. We'll trade for Jared Goff, and we'll send you to go play with Sean McVay, and eventually they win a Super Bowl. As a Panthers fan, that's who I'm most jealous of. It's the fact that they didn't have many picks. They hit on hit on them anyway. They hit on wide receivers to help their quarterback that they have that didn't even choose us in the first place. That's what I'm most jealous of, Wes. Well, there's a few different ways that you could go here. But I'm going to go a little unorthodox, and I'll go with the Green Bay Packers because in the 2020 NFL Draft, yes, it brought you Derrick Brown. But down the way, when you went and looked at the 26th pick of that draft, you had Jordan Love. And Jordan Love is fast becoming one of the better young quarterbacks in the NFL. And this is a guy that could have been in your system. I don't know how the Panthers evaluated him. Obviously, they didn't evaluate him high enough because they didn't pick him. And so we know the value on quarterbacks in the NFL. And if you went back and did a redraft, pretty sure Jordan Love would have been in the top 10. And so uh, I'll go with that one. Looking at what that young guy's doing, he's dynamic. He can run, but he plays from the pocket first. So I think a guy that you had a chance to have and. I would go as far to say that, yeah, Derek Brown has been great, but I think if you had the choice of who you would want right now, you'd pick Jordan Love. Maybe that's a debate, but I would think you'd rather have Jordan Love than, than Derek Brown right now. Both great players, but we know how important the quarterback is and who knows how much that could have changed your fortune. The bagel guy writes in, Walker, don't forget the Rams also selected Kyron Williams in the fifth round. Yeah, man, those late-round running backs, you know I love them. And he was really good this year, and we don't even have that. And let's Although, not forget uh, Kobe Turner from uh, Wake Forest, almost a double-digit sack guy in that interior defensive young, line. Young edge rushers really stepped it up. Well, he's an interior defensive line. Well, and even Byron Young, I guess, on the outside yeah. really stepped it up. But the pass rush is what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. They really stepped it up in the second half of the season. All right, last one before we move on. Let's go to the win. When can the Panthers compete at a wild card level? This one might surprise you because there's still a lot of work to do. But – if it doesn't mean necessarily that they will get to the postseason, it's just when can they compete for a wild card spot? Then maybe the answer is next year, Wes. Look how many times we see it, right? 
that he Houston just, did it. That he just brought it up yesterday. You bring up Houston. There are so many times we'll see a team in a division go from worst to first where we view them as the least desirable destination and somehow they flip everything up on its head. We can go to a couple of different organizations this past year. Houston is the one that is obvious and they hit on a lot. Like it's really tough to ask a team to hit on as much as Houston did. Head coach, QB, Tank Dell, have Nico Collins just ready to destroy the world as soon as you get somebody competent to throw the football to him. Mm-hmm. Have a Bobby Slowick also, so you hit on the offensive coordinator spot. Like, that's a lot to hit on. But I think also you can look at Arizona, and everybody had them in concrete. They wrote that in cement that they were going to get the number one overall pick. John Gannon looked like a weirdo in that social media video. <laughs> you got that fire in your belly? Everybody's kind of looking around. Who is this guy? Yet here they are playing as hard as ever. They're coming, yeah. And they look, I mean, they even beat the Philadelphia Eagles at the end of the season. Right. And I'm so, very worried. And Arizona was supposed to have a quarterback, or at least Marvin Harrison. They're not going to get either one of those guys, Wes. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> it's so hard to predict anything that can happen, even if you're so sure about it. Well, they could get Harrison, but. Well, I don't think he's going to fall to him, though. Is at my, four, I mean, okay, I, I would maybe, suspect three Jayden quarterbacks Daniels to start so perhaps. Fair. But go ahead. No, yes. fair, fair point. Maybe he does fall to him, but it's not a foregone conclusion anymore mm-hmm. like it used to be. And so for that reason, maybe the answer is next year for the win. That'll be my answer. It, I mean, it happens. This is the NFL. How many teams do we see lose 10 games by less than a score and then come out next year and flip their record? So it's not out of the realm of possibility, but everything just looks so ugly. And I think the off-the-field things that happened made it look so much more far away than it could have been. I think if it had been quiet around here in a bad season, then there might have been some fans that could have bought into it. But because everything else is such a mess, that kind of puts a damper on it. It's Wes and Walker playing Let's the go. game day dubs, wild card edition with a Panthers twist. We have the where and the why. Maybe we can get to that a little bit later on. But coming up next on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, Joe Person from The Athletic. He joins us to talk about the Panthers offseason, the head coach search, the GM search, the order of each of those searches, and a lot more. Joe Person hopping on with us on the other side of the break. Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Hoping to have Joe Person on with us in just a moment. We want to hear from you, though, still on the text line. As always, you can text us about whatever you want to. GM search, head coach search, David Tepper. 
Milk sidekicks, it doesn't matter. 704-570-9610. Uh, we have Panther Bo asking, Fitty, why are you down? It's Friday. You should be excited. I got you a Mountain Dew. And so now you're going to be caffeinated here in just a moment once all that Mountain Dew goodness hits in. Is that going to help you get down on this Friday? I didn't say that I was I was feeling down. I just uh, maybe not in the most sociable mood, but, okay. you know, I'm here ready to do a radio show well, and uh, talk some bleep. Well, with 230% uh, sugar in there, he should be up in just about <laughs> 30 minutes. He'll be up and rolling in a minute. All right, so we're going to read a few other text messages. 704 wrote in that you're forgetting David Tepper is our owner with some of the, I guess, the hires that we're talking about. Maybe that's why he doesn't expect us to get any of the good coaching candidates. Uber Steve keeps telling us that I'm confused. Why does this take Ben Johnson out of running for head coach? Well, I mean, he's not officially. He's still very well could be the head coach. Mm-hmm. We're just hearing more and more that people in NFL circles think he's going to go with Washington and be paired with new GM hire Alec Peters, who used to be an assistant GM with San Francisco. Yeah. So that's what it looks like right now. Uh, I was going to say, too, just to chime in really quickly, it's getting spooky hours up in uh, Seattle. Kalen DeBoer canceled his uh, morning radio show in Seattle. So this is Washington head coach. Yes. Kalen DeBoer canceled canceled his in-studio appearance for his weekly show. So And so now what we're looking at is possibly him being the West Coast coach, West Coast coach that goes to Tuscaloosa after it's Dan Lanning. Out of the Tuscaloosa, baby. <laughs> It's quite the difference. <laughs> you are right about that. All right, let's welcome Joe Person of The Athletic. Joining us now on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Of course, you can find him on Twitter at Joseph Person, and you can read all of his outstanding content on The Athletic. Make sure you subscribe. It is well worth your time and money. Joe, we appreciate the time, man. How are you? Yeah, I just got to say, that was one of the worst Alabama accents I've ever heard. <laughs> I, Wait. I say that uh, as the husband of an Alabama native, so uh, mm. we got to work on that. All right, Joe, can you tell us, can you give us a roll tide in your best Alabama <laughs> accent if you want to come you out know, here criticizing? No. I'm, I'm not going to embarrass myself, but I was thinking, I don't know if you guys are as old as I am, but. I, I, I remembering when Mike Price and his ill-fated tenure as Alabama's head coach did that roll tide roll in, in <laughs> some uh, house of ill repute, I think, in Mobile, Alabama, many moons ago. I think the best example would be, um, I forget what the guy's name is, but Plies reposted him. I guess the, guy's got, uh, the guy got, he went viral, but he was going off talking about uh, – Transfer Porter, he called it the transfer something, and he was real upset, real upset Alabama fan, very country. I don't, I don't know what that is. I just remember Brian Kelly going, <laughs> I do declare at the halftime yeah. with LSU. Yeah. Brian Kelly has the best fake Southern accent did, of all time. Did, did, did y'all know what I was talking about with Mike Price? Yeah. I, I remember Mike Price. I don't remember that moment. Yeah, well, I just he, – go ahead. He never, he never got to coach a game at Alabama after getting hired because he went into some strip club, I believe, in Mobile. And I forget the tawdry details, but I do remember it included him 
using the phrase roll tide roll while in the strip club i believe <laughs> let's all let's all just go around the room and try to figure out what he was talking about we want to do that joe do you yeah. want to is that how you want to use no, your time let's, let's get on to a much okay. cleaner topic <laughs> all right hey it's it's your call i didn't know if that's what we wanted to go into but that's fine we'll stay out of the strip club and instead go into bank of america stadium and try to figure out what david tepper is thinking as the owner of the panthers that's joseph person on twitter Joe Person here on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Uh, let's get right to it, Joe. Uh, we saw from Dan Graziano of ESPN. He said it's his understanding that David Tepper will prioritize the head coaching hire, then pair that candidate with the GM. Is that your understanding, Joe? And either way, do you have an opinion on one way or another on the order of the hiring process? Yeah, it seems to be heading that way. I, I, I do think Dan's right. I mean, they they've interviewed already for the head coaching candidates they by the way i don't think they're going to be confirming that the you know and the team as you you guys know has been putting up on their website when these head coaches have interviewed i don't know that that's going to be the case for the gm search so it could be they've started those interviews too we haven't heard of any i don't believe um so anyway i, I it sounds like to me that dave tepper and sportsology who, who's got a mike ford and his group uh the consulting firm gonna have a big voice in this i think they are prioritizing the head coach and that head coach may in fact uh i think it stands to reason would have some say on who the gm is and uh i don't think that's a bad idea i mean this is a, a franchise and an owner who you know for for two former psych previous cycles you know he he was not doing this cleanly at the same time where let's get rid of ron rivera but keep marty herney um let's let's finally got rid of uh you know marty herney and you know the matt rules fitter thing did not jive up so i think that makes a lot of sense to have a little more cohesion uh where where those two roles and and positions are are concerned now, Joe, you brought up Sportsology, that hiring firm that David Tepper now has a part of the hiring process. I believe you asked David Tepper about possibly looking at somebody helping him out in this way. Are you surprised that he ultimately made this decision to employ uh, Sportsology? A little bit, uh, just because he, as you said, he'd, he'd run the two searches with, with some close confidants in, in-house the, the previous two times. But it. But when you read and, and, and learn about sportsology and Mike Ford's background, a lot of analytics, then it, it's not as surprising. And I had somebody tell me, uh, a former former uh, coach with the Panthers, that um, that Tepper had always liked uh, Ford, that he had a lot of respect for him, and so I I think they knew each other at some level before. So. No, I think that was a good step. I mean, you know, it, listen, it's a tough deal to you, you, even with all the, the the work and the background checks you do, and the sportsology is going to do. You look at Mike Ford's history, and most of it's been on the NBA side and, and soccer. You know, some of them have hit, some of them haven't, and so it's it's it, and and I know you guys know this, but just because you, you're paying however many hundreds of thousands to this this search firm doesn't necessarily mean you're going to hit the home run. Joe Person joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. And Joe, would a defensive coach be a disappointment? And would that mean that they struck out on the offensive guys? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, 
I don't know. Like, it depends. I, I guess I would say who's that defensive coach. Uh, is it Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel? Uh, then I don't know that that's a, a strikeout necessarily. Uh, and, and I don't know that that's the direction they're going to go, but I, it, I, I haven't gotten the idea or the, or the, the impression, I should say, that there's been a ton of traction yet uh, where Bill Belichick's concerned. Um, but, you know, that, that can change. But in terms of me, in terms of this early going here. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, it certainly, it feels like the, the momentum is toward, and the list reflects this too, the momentum is toward a young offensive-minded coach, you know, which is what he wanted to do last year, right? And Ben Johnson uh, elected to stay in Detroit, and Dave Tepper went with the veteran offensive-minded coach, and here we are again. So um, if if you're asking me today on January 12th, do I think it'll be a young offensive guy? I would say yes. But these things can change just like it did last year. And so, you know, if if one of those – the other thing, too, I was just having this conversation with someone – like this hiring cycle has got some big fish in it that last year's did not. Uh, I mean, Harbaugh did interview with with uh, Denver, I guess it was, or, uh, but and, and Sean Payton. Let, let's not forget him. But you're talking about Harbaugh, Belichick, Rabel. Like there, I'd be shocked. I think all three of those guys are going to be head coaches, and so if you're a team like Carolina. I don't, you know, that may help you where a guy like Ben Johnson is concerned, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so I would ask you, too, which head coach do you think would be the best pairing with Bryce, especially if they're not able to get Ben Johnson because there's speculation with Adam Peters going to Washington, that Ben Johnson could be following him. So let's take him out of the equation. Which coach do you think would be the best pairing with Bryce? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I I have not done enough research, if I'm being totally honest, to know which one has the best system for, um, you know, for for Bryce Young. I, I mean, I think whoever comes in is going to have to mold their system a little bit to, to Bryce's skill set and some of his some of his liabilities. Um, you know, the fact that at least under Frank Reich and 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 then Thomas Brown, they they chose you know not to run. Bryce, other than you know, off-platform scrambles. So, I don't know. I mean, there's some impressive names on that list. Like, I guess the knee-jerk reaction would be Bobby Slowick, just because of C.J. Stroud's success. But um, you know, they're they're two different quarterbacks. So, it's a great question. I don't have a great answer for you, but uh, it, it feels like the Panthers are talking to the right people, though, in, in this in this process. I will say that. That's Joe Person on the Body Works Plus guest hotline joining us on West Wa- West and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You know, Joe, you also reported that the Panthers conducted, I think the Panthers announced this too, that they conducted three more virtual interviews with head coaching candidates yesterday. Mike McDonald, Todd Munkin, both coordinators for the Ravens, and also Ajero Avero, the defensive coordinator here this past season, who also interviewed for the head coaching position last year. That makes it two years in a row. Joe, what are the chances Avero stays on board as a defensive coordinator again, despite interviewing for the head coaching position two years now? I I think there's a decent chance of it. I really do. Uh, and and some of this depends on on you know what we were just talking about, who the head coach is. 
there's a very obvious pairing with um, a couple of these. And and doesn't mean these guys have worked together, but you guys know how this works. Like these agents anymore, they really try to place staffs together or portions of staffs. And a, 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 which is a roundabout way of saying a Jero Vero and Ben Johnson share the same agent. And Frank Smith also shares the same agent. So if, if you're looking for a plan, you know, a plan B potentially. So that doesn't, you know, a, a, a Jero Vero is not going to stay just to do his agent a favor, but, but there is that familiarity, which we were talking about earlier, that's kind of built in with, with, even though they didn't, haven't worked together. So, that's something to keep an eye on. Um, it'll be interesting if, if besides the Falcons, if anybody else, uh, you know, the, the Falcons put in a slip yesterday. Uh, I, I reported to talk to uh, a Jero, uh, Avera, that is, about their head coaching job. So, you know, he, he may he may get in the mix that for a couple of those. I mean, he was kind of the, the bright spot in a, in a dark Panther season, or one of them. Um, with 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 that defense, which ended up being a you know a top ten defense, second year in a row he's he's overseeing a top ten defense. Joe, I think what we saw hinted at, maybe even just outright reported as the season went on, was that Bryce Young had too many voices in his head. And then Hayden Hurst said that in the exit day, the locker room cleanout day, and he basically confirmed it. Yeah, he thinks that there were too many voices in Bryce Young's head, and that really hurt the young kid trying to transition into the NFL. Do you think that David Tepper will stay out of the way when it comes to forcing staff hires with whoever is the head coaching uh, candidate here that ends up getting the job? Or is there any way to to know that before uh, he actually hires that guy? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's got some guys on staff he really likes, Chris Tabor being one of them. And Chris Tabor's good at his job. Like, <laughs> let's say that right out up front. Uh, I mean, the guy always has special teams ranked near the top of the league, and in and, and this most and, and this very recent uh, players survey that the that the union conducted, I know you guys saw that he he came in as the number two ranked um, special teams coordinator among at least from a player's perspective. So uh, it would not surprise me if he survives again. I mean, he 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 was a member of Matt Rule's staff and obviously stuck around with Frank Reich and then the interim duty. He's already interviewed uh, for the head coaching job. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I did write a column about this because, mm-hmm. you know, I, and, and Diana Rossini and I had reported about some of the dysfunction on the in the offensive staff meetings or, or uh, among the offensive staff members. You know, it, it ended up kind of becoming a, a factionalized staff. And, you know, I don't think this is the only staff where it happened. It just, you know, when you're losing, it, it kind of gets heightened and, and you know, it, things get rolled downhill. But you had kind of some Frank Wright guys and then guys who, who, you know, hadn't worked with Frank before. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I think that uh, I, I hope, uh, I, I would hope that Tepper gives the next coach, uh, you know, the leeway and the, the, the ability to, to kind of bring in his own staff if that's what he chooses. Joe, looking at the GM situation, what are your thoughts on Dan Morgan? Because there are those who think that this guy could be a superstar and you wouldn't want to let him out of the building. But is he too close to the ideology of the previous regime of Scott Fitterer? It's a fair question, right? I mean, he and Scott are best friends and longtime colleagues, 
Washington, you know, seem to be on the same page with a lot of the personnel decisions. But, um, you know, Dan's been around not just this franchise, but, but personnel for, for quite a long time. He kind of jumped right in uh, as a longtime Seahawks scout uh, after his playing days. So I, it, it feels like how this is going to go. And again, now the head head, head coach having a say so may, maybe maybe not. But if you look at that list, the GM list, it is populated mostly by cap guys and contract guys. So, and we have Dan Morgan still here. And so, I think if it ends up being a cap guy, then then Dan will kind of run the football piece of it, the football personnel, I should say. Um. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh no, no, you go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, I, I, I think, I think that's, I, I think that's, you know, it's a different way to skin the cat. They haven't tried that yet, and and maybe that gives Dave Tepper a, a little more insulation uh, to to not be as hands on if he, if he's you know got kind of a two headed monster attacking this. So um, we'll see. I mean, I, I I I like the idea that they're they're. I guess on paper, at least, it looks like they're they're open to 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 taking a new uh, kind of viewing this this all through a, a different lens. And uh, last thing I'll ask you quickly: we we've seen the Patriots make a move to find their head coach. We see Washington make it moves. How soon do you expect the Panthers to have everything in place? Oh, I don't know. I think it's going to be a couple few weeks um, with, with these teams in the playoffs, especially if it's. Ben Johnson and the Lions make a, a run, but uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, I I got a feeling that that the Panthers are going to take a little while longer. That's Joe Person joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline again. Follow him on Twitter at Joseph Person for the latest on the Carolina Panthers, and then go check out his work on theAthletic.com. You will not regret signing up for all of those stories that come through. Joe, we really appreciate it as always, man, and good luck. Uh, good luck keeping up with everything here on the Carolina Panthers front. All right, appreciate it, guys. Have a good weekend. You too. That's Joe Person, judging Alabama accents. <laughs> talking a little bit about Mike Price, old Alabama coaches, talking about some of the controversy surrounding him, and also giving us a little bit on the Panthers front. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Let's talk a little bit more about the GM search on the other side of the break. Once again, Sports Radio 92.7 FM. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details.
What do you think stood out from that Joe Person interview? You can text in 704-570-9610. You got something, Fiddy, already grabbing for the mic. You got something you want to share. I want to revisit what was going on in the strip club and yelling, roll, tide, roll. Yeah, Joe Person didn't want to talk about that as much anymore. <laughs> to be fair... Probably saved us from. I had a mental picture of what that must have looked like. I don't even. I know. won't share what I thought that might have looked like, but mm-hmm. I had a mental picture. I tell y'all during the break. What yeah. is the best slash worst college slogans to yell on a strip club? Because roll tight roll might be the best, <laughs> but it also might be the worst. The worst. Rocky Top is coming to mind. I don't know. <laughs> um, South Carolinas. Yeah, that one's a bad one. Fight <laughs> on. You don't want to start a fight it now, I guess. Fight yeah. I, I like this question. Trojan up. I'm also scared to death oh. of this question. <laughs> Trojan up is actually a pretty smart one. I think that's a pretty safe space, but also, you know, yeah. it's more than safe than, you know, when we bring up Trojan up. You know, when, Fiddy, when Fiddy loses his voice, you know he likes a topic. We can go to the text line and uh, see what everybody else has to say. But, yeah, what were some of the main takeaways? I'll give you one. Uh, I wanted to know about the thought process behind David Tepper, whether he would allow his head coach to hire whoever he wanted. And Joe Person said, he's, I don't know. He likes a couple of these guys on staff. He said the chances of Averro staying on are decent with whoever is the head coaching candidate. And he also said he likes Chris Tabor a lot, which, Wes, I think Chris Tabor is a great special teams coach. But we also had somebody write in, Chris Tabor's a narc. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that was a part of the athletic piece where coaches were going behind Frank Reich's back and talking to David Tepper. And, you know, David Tepper, and Frank Reich doesn't know about it. It feels like Tabor might have been one of those guys. And so I... I'm sure if you're a head coach and let's say you hear specifically that it's Chris Tabor, you know, going against Frank Reich and you're a head coach and he, David Tepper is telling you to keep Tabor on board. And well, maybe you don't feel nearly as comfortable with that. I, I just, I really would love for Tepper to just let whoever the head coach is. If you want to keep a Vero, that's fine. That makes a lot of sense for the most part. I would love for the head coach to just make who the hires and whoever he wants to. I mean, yeah, 100%, especially with what you just went through. Walker, you hit it right there. You have to let the coach be able to come in and run it how he wants to run it. Because if I'm a coach coming in for this job after I've seen how many head coaches you fire between two professional organizations, I'm telling you straight up. I'd have to tell Tepper, look, you got to let me call my own shots, man. If I'm going to have a short lease here or – this is a deal where you're looking, you know, for success. And if you are going to get rid of a guy that's not coming in and successful enough to your liking fast enough, I got to be able to pick my own guys. That's what I certainly would want to happen. Um, and the other thing is people are writing in. There was a lot of, uh, you know, Joe trying to figure out what David Tepper's going to do because we just don't know. He did say that it does feel like Dan Graziano's report is true, that they are going to go with the head coach, and the head coach is going to have a say in the general manager and whoever comes aboard. What did you think of Joe's comments about Dan Morgan being best friends with Scott Fitterer and you know those guys working together so closely for quite some time? Would you be frustrated as a Panthers fan if Dan Morgan yeah. ended up being the GM? Yeah, because that's just too close for comfort to me. I mean, you're best friends with the guy, and – you know that they both work in the same industry, work similar jobs, so they're going to discuss things. And 
And I'm not saying that Federer will have a tremendous influence on Dan, but he's going to have somewhat. I mean, your friends, especially if you guys do similar jobs, you're going to listen to what they have to say and different things like that. So to me, it's too close for comfort. Uh, even if even if Dan Morgan doesn't necessarily listen to him and has a different philosophy, it's just still the optics of it. It's just things have been so bad here that you got to just get, get away from everything that was uh, this past season. Like I said, you may have some keep a bright spot like an Avero, uh, and maybe if you wanted to keep a Thomas Brown, but for the most part, I think you need to have a fresh start here in Carolina. We can see differences even if these people have a close relationship, and so I don't want to hold that against Dan Morgan entirely, but I, I do understand wanting to completely get rid of the awful season that you had. It, it's understandable if a fan base does not want any remnants of maybe the worst season that the Panthers franchise has ever experienced before. And you just want to get rid of everything. I, sometimes you overcorrect on that. And that's why I'm willing to bring back Averro because the defense was pretty good. They weren't great at stopping the run. They weren't flawless. But it's hard to ask for a perfect unit on either side of the ball. They're pretty damn good defensively. And so if you want to bring back Averro, fine. If you wanted to have that stipulation with whoever you decided to bring on board as the head coach, okay. But at the same time, I would like to get rid of a lot of what was a part of this last regime that allowed the worst season ever to just take place when all we thought was this team was a quarterback away from really contending for a postseason spot. And in reality, that wasn't the case. There's still a lot of answers that you have have to try to find. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. All right, so Joe Person is telling us that it looks like there's going to be a head coach, and then the head coach might need to sign off on whoever the general manager is. Adam Gold joined, I believe, Mac and Bone earlier this week to discuss that very philosophy, hiring a GM before a head coach. Is it the right idea? Here's what Adam Gold had to say. I think it feels like the modern way of doing it. Um, I just don't think general managers are the same as they used to be. They're not the guys running the organization. I think the Panthers' general manager is simply going to be a talent uh, procurer, and I don't mind going for the head coach first. I, ideally, you, uh, you do them both basically at the same time. You get a head coach, and then you, uh, you identify a bunch of people that he can work with. Um, I think the coach is probably the more important one, even though Carolina's personnel is so pathetic. The coaching hire is really important. But Wes, anytime I think about a coach having GM control, I often go back to a weird example. But I go back to when Stan Van Gundy had that type of control over the Detroit Pistons. And they traded for Blake Griffin. And they traded a bunch of future assets. They traded a first, a second round pick. They traded a good player on a better contract at the time, like Tobias Harris. And that was all because Stan Van Gundy was fighting for his life as a coach and he had the power to do that. And he had some advisors. He had bright basketball minds helping him out, which is what the head coach would do with a GM in place for sure. But Stan Van Gundy knew he needed to win right then and there because there was a lot of pressure. And so it's understandable that a coach with that kind of power might make decisions that he thinks are in the best interest of the team, but are also very much so the best interest in himself. And if that's the case, then you make win-now moves when it might not be the right decision and you give up assets for it to get players that help you on the field this upcoming Sunday instead of a year from now, that's where it starts to get a little dicey. And I think you see head coaches, understandably, 
make decisions that are in their best interest when it might not be in the organization's best interest down the road. That's when the waters start to get really muddy. That's why even if this is the new era, it don't mean it's the best era. It don't mean it's the best way of deciding the order of how you hire a coach or a GM. And I heard Willie and Colin talking about this. I agree with them that I, I really the most important thing is if you bring in this new pairing, because you got to have a new GM and a new head coach. Really, the most important thing is that they're aligned. That's 100% true. No doubt about that. But what I don't want to happen is the thing that's happened throughout Tepper's tenure so far with Carolina. If the season doesn't go the way it's supposed to this year, the next year, three years from now, and somebody has to be the scapegoat, and then you pick the GM or the head coach, and then we have the cycle of one goes out the door, but one guy from the old regime stays in. All right, now that older guy is out the door, but the guy you brought in previously, he stays in. And you never completely clean house. Well, now you're going to clean house. You're going to bring in a new GM and a new head coach. But to me, the order of this does make it seem a little more likely that if it doesn't go correctly the next three years and then you get rid of somebody, is he going to clean house again or is he going to get rid of one guy? And to me, that leads us into just another cycle of poor, poor franchise decision making because the owner is not learning from his mistakes. So if you think that, then also, you know, with the coaching staff and I know we talked about the coaches having autonomy to do what they want to do. But do you think that the coach, regardless of what type of production people had here, like an Everell and all that stuff, Everell, do you think that they should move on from from everyone? Well, I just care more so about a coach having personnel decision-making, okay. right? Like, Avero, Avero was good. Mm-hmm. Avero was a good defensive coordinator. I think, ultimately, I would like to have the head coach decide who is going to be a part of his staff. If Tepper is really putting his foot down and saying, Avero is going to be the defensive coordinator, you don't have a choice in the matter. You either take it or we will hire someone else. I hate that idea, yeah. but it's not like I care about Avero being the DC because he did do a good job. What you got for us here, Fitty? We'll probably get more into this on the other side of the break, but I figured it was worth me hitting the breaking news sound after much speculation. LaMelo Ball is expected to return tonight against the Spurs. All right. Will he have the ankle brace on? We'll be on ankle brace watch tonight. I'm so tired of talking about ankle braces. (laughs) (laughs) He was questionable. He was questionable coming in with the latest report from Hornets PR yesterday. It did look like he would suit up. Now we get the confirmation. That's nice to see. It's about time we get somebody back um, that can really help this basketball team. You got something, Fitty? Do I need to be concerned that he's going to lead the the bugs on a run that's going to threaten the bet? No, you do not need to be concerned about that. Yeah, I don't think you do. And welcome back, LaMelo Ball. <laughs> okay. <and that's> <laughs> Two more hours to go. Campus Corner coming up next. Corner. Radio 92.7 WFN.